Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to season three of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story. So if you haven't listened to seasons one and two yet, I would recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 36. The Fight. Brooklyn, can we talk? I blinked through bleary eyes, tangled up in my bedsheets. Bree was looking down at me anxiously. Why did all of my friends insist on barging into my room and waking me up every morning? And on Christmas. At the very least, I deserved to sleep in on Christmas. Ugh, Bree. What time is it? I moaned. Early, she whispered looking nervously over the large lump that was Steve, snoring peacefully on the furthest edge of the bed away from me, and biting her nail. I'm sorry, I'll come back. She stood up and tiptoed past Apollo, whose eyes were fluttering in an intense REM cycle on the bed. Then I remembered. Bree, James, the disastrous proposal, and how they'd disappeared after that last night. No, wait, Bree, I shouted. Steve gave a great grunting snort, and Apollo sat bolt upright in alarm. Brooklyn, what the hell? Steve said angrily. Sorry, uh, go back to bed, I said. Steve grumbled and rolled back over. Sharing a bed with him had been nothing short of awful the past two nights. He was still so angry at me that he scarcely even made eye contact. I'd been oddly grateful for Apollo's presence on the daybed because even though it was awkward as hell to have Apollo there, it was better than being alone with an extremely grumpy Steve. I supposed I should have done more to try to get Steve to forgive me, but I'd been busy dealing with James's proposal and Braylon being polyamorous and Apollo being Apollo. And anyway, what could I really say? As hurtful as my comment during Lana's stupid game had been, it was the truth. I can talk, I whispered to Bree, groping around for a sweater and following her out into the hall, past a peacefully slumbering stew on the couch, and out onto the balcony. Are you okay? I asked gently as we sat down on the hammock. No, she said. Last night, James proposed. I know, I admitted. How do you know? He didn't... Did he tell everyone? No, just me, and... Bentley. I explained all about how James had solicited Bentley's and my help with his proposal. You knew he was going to do it? Brooklyn, why didn't you warn me? Because it was supposed to be a surprise. Aren't proposals supposed to be a surprise? But you know I'm not ready to get married. Yeah, I thought that was weird, but I just assumed that if James was doing it, you two must have discussed it. Well, we didn't. I'm sorry, Bree. And I'm sorry for getting mad at you at the club the other night, too, by the way. Bree sighed. Oh, don't worry about the club. I get it. And the James thing is not your fault. I just... 
I wish he hadn't done it because now I've rejected him and he thinks I don't love him or something. But you do love him? I asked. Of course I love him. Brooklyn, don't you know me at all? I know you, Bree, but I'm a bit confused now. Are you not sure if you want to be with him forever? Is that it? Bree considered. No, I definitely want to be with him forever. When I imagine the future, he's always in it. He's the only guy who's ever been in it. And I can't imagine him not being in it. Then why say no to his proposal? Because I'm 23. Some people get married at 23, I pointed out. But I don't want to. I'm still in school. I still live with my parents. I have no savings or even a career yet. I'm the furthest thing from independent or grown up. I love James, but I need to be a more complete version of myself before I'm ready to be a wife. Oh, I see. That's fair, Brie. I know, but now, now it's all messed up. James doesn't understand. He thinks I'm not ready because I'm not sure about him. And he says he doesn't want to be with someone who isn't sure about him. But I am sure about him. I just don't want a marriage yet. Merry Christmas! Lana poked her head outside cheerfully, but at the sight of our faces, her smile faltered. What's wrong? Her eyes were dark and a little puffy, a testament to how much partying she'd been doing, because Lana hardly ever looked anything short of radiant. Bree filled her in on everything. So that's why you two got back so late, Lana said, her eyes round. Last night was a shit show. Steve was so depressed, he drank way too many pina coladas and ended up spilling his guts to me about how bad you've been making him feel, Brooklyn. She gave me a reproachful look. I've apologized to him a million times, I said angrily. But he won't talk to me, so what am I supposed to do? I've tried. Have you really tried that hard? I mean, really? How much time have you actually spent with him on this trip, Brooklyn? I... Exactly. He's a sweetheart. A way better catch than Apollo, in my opinion. And yet... She waved her hand elegantly through the air. The three of us looked out over the ocean for a few moments, and then Lana said, Bentley didn't come home last night. Is he okay? I asked. Yeah, he texted me. Apparently he spent the night with some girl. Lana shrugged. Oh, Gemma's up. She waved enthusiastically at Gemma through the window. My stomach twisted as I remembered the argument we'd had last night. Merry Christmas, Gemma said, a little uncomfortably avoiding my eyes. What's going on with you, Bree? Gemma asked. We heard you and James come in late last night. Didn't sound good. Bree explained about the proposal again. How can he expect you to get married right now? Lana demanded. Oh, Bree, Gemma said consolingly. I'm so sorry, but I'm sure James will come round. I don't know if he will. He's really angry with me. I know I hurt him. Tears welled up in her pink, puffy eyes. I just keep thinking about the look on his face when I said no. And he did such a beautiful job. The way the rose petals came down from the tree. And he had that little picnic set up with the beautiful checkered blue and white blanket we bought together when we visited his family in London. Her voice broke, and we all put our arms around her. Gemma, sensing correctly that it was time to change the subject, said, 
That's funny. Braylon has a blue and white checkered blanket, too. He does? Lana asked dubiously. Yeah, he made the most extravagant picnic for me on the beach yesterday. Oh, that's nice, Bree said, seizing gratefully on the new topic. Where did you two do that? Just over there, in that little cove area. That's where James proposed. Bree frowned. They looked at each other. Gemma, I said slowly. She was already mad at me about the night before, and I was worried that being the bearer of more bad news wouldn't help that situation, but I had to tell her. Braylon reused James and Bree's proposal. What? Gemma looked at me blankly. I mean, to be fair, we didn't tell him it was James and Bree's proposal, but he knew it was a proposal. I explained about how Braylon had stumbled upon the proposal scene last night and decided to invite Gemma to join him there. He didn't tell you that, did he, Gemma? Lana asked angrily. No, he made it seem like it was all his idea. The corners of her mouth were drooping. Is that what you were trying to tell me before we left yesterday, Brooklyn? I'm sorry for snapping at you. It's okay, I said, but, um, no, that wasn't what I was trying to tell you. Gemma frowned at me. I hated to do it, but I had to do it. Gemma, do you know Braylon is... Polly? Gemma blinked. What? Polly? As in, Lana began, as in polyamorous... Gemma's voice rose so sharply at the last half of the word that a bunch of brightly colored birds vacated a nearby tree in alarm. Okay, so you didn't know, I said uncomfortably. No, I didn't know. How do you know? He mentioned it two nights ago at the bar. Two nights ago? And you're only bothering to tell me this now? I tried to tell you yesterday, Gem, but you were serving with Brie all day, and then when you got home, he whisked you off to that picnic on the beach. Gemma's jaw tightened. I'm sorry, Gem. Why are you sorry? You didn't do anything wrong, Brooklyn. There I was, thinking a guy was doing something special for me, and instead... Oh, I'm such an idiot. You're not an idiot, Gem. Braylon should have told you he was Polly ages ago. That's so sketchy. Braylon is not Polly, Lana said disgustedly. No, he is, Lan. He told me. Oh, I believe you, Brooklyn, but he is not Polly. I know people who actually are Polly, and trust me, this is not how they behave. There are ethics involved. If you're not monogamous, then you tell the people you're dating right away, or at the very least before you sleep together, so that they can make an informed decision about whether or not to get involved with you. What Braylon is doing is, no offense, Jem, clearly just an excuse to sleep with as many women as possible without facing any consequences. I mean, look at what he just did to Gemma. He recycled James's romantic proposal scene in order to trick Gemma into thinking he cares a lot about her and put in all this effort. And so, of course, Gemma's going to sleep with him and start having feelings and everything when really he put in zero effort and he's secretly trying to sleep with other women behind her back. I mean, what was he planning on telling you, Jem? Because at this point, you're already too attached to make a clear-headed choice. It's so manipulative. You're right, Gemma said, her blue eyes blazing as she slammed open the sliding door. Braylon? 
She charged down the hall, completely ignoring a disoriented and confused-looking Stu as he sat up on the couch and asked her if she was all right. She kicked Braylon's door open with a bang. The rest of us caught a glimpse of Braylon's startled, disheveled head as he sat up in surprise. Gemma? What? I told you I wanted to sleep in. And I told you that I didn't want to deal with any more bullshit from men. But evidently, we don't always get what we want, do we, Braylon? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. In response to all the banging and shouting, Apollo, Steve, and James came rushing out into the living room. James was brandishing a golf club, Apollo and Steve, decorative pillows from the daybed, as presumably weapons of self-defense. What's going on? Amanda asked, her pale face peeking out from her own bedroom door. Gemma ignored all of them, slammed her umbrella's door behind her, and continued shouting. It's nothing, Amanda, I said quickly. How are you feeling? Do you need anything? I'm still not feeling great, she said. But I'll have some breakfast in here once you guys make it. For sure, Bree said, beginning to take food out of the fridge and assembling pots and pans as noisily as possible in an effort to drown out Gemma's shouts from the other room. Thanks, Amanda said with a weak smile. I'm gonna go back to lying down. Merry Christmas. Oh, right, Stu said. It's Christmas today. Yes, we should have music. Brie whipped her phone out with one hand while whisking pancakes with the other and subsequently dropped the bowl on the ground with an unpleasant splat. Let me help you, I said, rushing over to her. I got it, Brie said, grabbing a cloth from the sink. Here, she handed me her phone. It's connected to the sound system. Just play some Christmas music as loud as you can, please. I obeyed, and soon Gemma and Braylon's shouts were almost completely drowned out by a dramatic rendition of The Carol of the Bells. Merry Christmas. Bentley entered the kitchen from a side door. Sounds like a Catholic church in here. A bodacious blonde girl scurried in behind him. Aren't you going to introduce me to your friends, Bentley? Oh, yeah, uh, everyone, this is Brit, Bentley said edgily. It was unlike Bentley to be so rude, which gave me the suspicion that the girl had invited herself rather than being offered an invitation. Everyone rushed over to say hello. You look familiar, Lana said, frowning at Brit after giving her a hug. So do you, Brit said slowly. 
You two were dancing on the table together at the beach bar we went to the first night we got here, Bentley said. Oh, right! The Whore of Honor! Lana beamed. Lana! Bree gasped. It's okay, it was on my shirt, Britt giggled. We're here for my friend's bachelorette. Oh, everyone said. The carol of the bells ceased as Bree's phone began to ring. It was Veronica. I tossed it to Bree, who answered it cheerfully. Merry Christmas, Mom. Merry Christmas, my darling. How's the trip? Veronica's voice boomed over the speakers, Bree's phone still being connected to them. Uh, Bree began, but Veronica did not wait for her to reply. Could you please tell Stu that, one, I do not appreciate being ignored, and two, he better get his butt down to the spot immediately. Your father and I spent a fortune on it, and they won't give us a refund. The spa? Brie asked. Yes, there should be a car arriving soon to take you all there. It was supposed to be a special Christmas surprise we had planned for ourselves and the wedding party. Oh, great, Bree said, putting her finger in her ear as Gemma's voice boomed from the other room. What do you mean you didn't lie? Not mentioning something like that is dishonest, Braylon. I would never have invited you if I'd known. Is that Gemma? Veronica asked, sounding concerned. Uh, yeah, we're doing an impromptu Christmas play. Oh, doesn't sound very festive. It's not, but Mom, I think I see the car right now. Gotta go. We'll call you later tonight. Sounds good, darling, Veronica said. And make sure Stu goes. I will, Brie promised. At that moment, Gemma burst back into the living room, her face red and her nostrils flaring. She stopped suddenly at the crowd, clearly not expecting to have this many people with an earshot of her argument with Braylon. Oh, she said weakly. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, we all chorused back. Well, guys, you heard my mom. We're going to the spa, Bree said breathlessly. I'll go tell the driver to wait, but be outside ready to go in ten minutes. I'm not going, Stu said obstinately, shaking his head. Oh, come on, Stu, we'll all go. It'll be fun, Bree said. Absolutely not. Spa? Gemma looked dazed. Yes, this one, Bree said, tossing her a pamphlet from the coffee table and dashing outside to speak to the driver. Oh, this looks fab, and I've never needed a spa day more, Gemma said keenly. Why don't you want to go, Stu? Because I was supposed to go with my fiancé. Ex-fiancé now, I guess. Gemma gave him a sympathetic look. Any woman who'd let a man like you slip away is a fucking fool, she said soothingly. Don't let her ruin this for you. You should still go. Make some new memories. You deserve it. I'm not going to a couple's spa day by myself. You don't need to go by yourself. I'll go with you. Excuse me? Braylon said angrily, coming out into the living room. You're my date, Gemma. Yes, but we're Polly, aren't we, Braylon? Gemma said slyly. Not when... Not when she does it, eh? Stu said, standing up and holding his hand out to Gemma. I'd love to spend the day at the spa with you, Gemma. Fab! Gemma said again, taking his hand and leading the way outside. He's calling again. He's calling.
transformation. You can start to Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe for early access to all 10 episodes of season three on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, the next episode will be out next Monday at 3 a.m. Vancouver time. If you're enjoying the show, please give it five stars on Apple or Spotify, write a review, share it on social media, and tell your friends. Confessions of a New Grad is written, performed, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Rebecca Montgomery does cover and episode artwork, as well as editing the scripts. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for funding this season. For accompanying illustrations, exclusive news, and extra content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. You can also find more information and get in touch via our website, confessionsofanewgrad.com. Special thanks to all the musicians who allowed us to use their work in this production. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. I love interacting with you and hearing your thoughts on the show or anything at all, so please feel free to continue to reach out to me on Instagram or via the show's website. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.